It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hockey! Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. When we were faced with tough situations, we didn't stick to our, our game plan. We didn't stick to um, what made us successful. And, and um, you know, that, that, was, that was the thing that really got me because that, that was kind of our, our thing all year. And that's what, that's what, you know, got us to where we were, you know, with, you know, second in the conference and home ice advantage and all that stuff. So it was very uncharacteristic things that came up that, you know, I, I think prevented us from moving forward. Wow, is Dino jacked. Did, and did the tattoos. The, the artwork? And the tattoos, The artwork's man. impressive. He'll kick your ass. Yeah. He might not be the best coach, but he'll kick your He's ass. He's a good coach. He's a very good coach, but I'm saying he might be more of a he'll kick your ass type, and well, then yeah. he'll be a good coach. All right, so Judd's Hockey Show, Judd and Declan. Uh, yeah, unfortunately... As the playoffs continue, and of course we saw what was a, a very entertaining game one between the Colorado Avalanche and St. Louis Blues, who beat the Wild um, last night, which would have been Tuesday night. Um, the Avalanche win in overtime. The Wild season has ended far too early. Uh, Dex, first of all, before we get into Bill Guerin's comments there, has your view changed at all since our last show um, and the putrid Game 6 performance we saw from the Wild? View changed as in... Well, you've had time to calm down. You've had mm-hmm. time to digest it. Do you feel any better about things now than you did the night of the... I think it was Thursday night, the night of the Game 6 loss. I mean, I'm still still disappointed. Still severely disappointed. Um, you pissed though? You pissed at all? Should be pissed. Uh, yeah. Pissed. I, I mean, I'm it's probably pathetic. not as fired up, but um, but yeah, it's just incredibly disappointing, I think, is kind of the thing I'm still menacing on. I, I think it's incredibly disappointing the way it ended. Yeah, yeah, it was from the third period. Well, actually, game four, very disappointed. Game five, 2-2 two, two after two, not disappointed. Third period, yuck. Game six, incredibly disappointing, infuriating, in my opinion. All right, so you heard Bill Guerin's comments there. Um, Let's get into this through uh, through the means of talking about the fact that the Wild was able to do things in 2021-22 to position itself pretty well to attempt to make a run. They fell woefully short um, because the buyouts of Parisi and Suter did not really hurt them much this season. That will change now. For the next three years, the Wild is going to be in some form of salary cap hell. Uh, The cap, just as a for instance here, for 22-23, Salary cap in the National Hockey League, $82.5 million. 
Um, but the Wild, because of their issues with the buyouts, which are massive now, again, for three years, they're massive. Yep. Uh, in, in fact, the Prezi Suter dead cap charge for 2022-23 is $12.7 million. So that brings the Wild cap ceiling down to $69.8 million. Um, in other words, this is going to be very difficult. So before we start and talk about what the direction of the franchise is going to be, Declan Goff, why don't we hear again from Bill Guerin at his season-ending press conference, first of all, about the plans for soon-to-be restricted free agent Kevin Fiala. I mean, we'd love to have Kevin back. I don't know if it's going to be possible. Um, but we have to we have to dig into it a little bit and to see what what we could possibly do. Um, but there is uncertainty. That's a good word for it. So whether or not it's realistic for him to be on this team next year, Bill, that's kind of your answer? Yeah, I'm uncertain. I am. I, I mean, hey, look. Hey, we, we can do anything, but at what cost? That goose is cooked. He's your favorite player. He had a great regular season. Uh, massively disappointing playoff, but so I think Declan, when it comes to Fiala, I think the, I think Bill Guerin and Dean have been on board with him not being back for quite some time, but you know, the end of the regular season was so good, right? He was so spectacular that I think we all said, and they probably to a certain point said, okay, should we rethink this? I think the playoffs, the six games, no goals, uh, what a few assists minus five, uh, he now has, if I'm not mistaken, one or two goals over the past two playoff years. I think you're right. I think that goose is cooked. And I do think they'll get a good return for him yeah. uh, because he's a restricted uh, free agent. So it's not like he can hit the market. I don't see any way, though, on God's green earth that they're going to offer him a competitive contract. Uh, so, yes, I think your best hope is you make a trade with the Devils, Ottawa. Uh, the Islanders have been floated out there. Vancouver. And you either get a very high draft pick back or a prospect that you really like or or both in, in some cases. I'm with you, though. I think that is – I think this is now – this is con- – the playoffs was confirmation of the fact that the divorce is going to happen. Yeah, that goose is cooked. Um, I, I just – I love his dynamic ability. The playoffs are definitely a sour taste. Um, you know, I at, at length – Throughout his entire tenure, to be honest, I've, I've tried my absolute best, and I've done. I haven't tried. I have done my absolute best defending the guy when criticism has arose on his game. But um, unless, and this is the only way I think it stays, I, I, I can see them saying, here's what we're going to offer you. Let's, and I'm going to lowball it. I'm going to go really low here, playing armchair GM. We'll give you a, we'll give you a three-year deal worth... Five and a half million dollars per take it or we're going to shop you and you can find your best services. Now, here's here's the conundrum that the wild also face. And by the way, I think Fiala says, all right, uh, screw you. Goodbye and trade me uh, to that mm-hmm. offer. But that's that's, I think, the only way it's it's really team friendly and it doesn't handicap the team long term. That's the only way that they would attach themselves to Fiala. The issue I think the wild have on this poker table of of trying to figure out what to do with him is I think everyone in the league also knows that they're going to trade him. So the return isn't necessarily going to be, I think, as high as we think it is. I don't think they're going to get a bad return for Kevin Fiala. But if uh, 
if I saw a guy who had 34 goals, 87 points, has been basically playing at a 30-40 goal clip over an 82-game pace the last three seasons, I think a lot of teams would say, well, sign me up, and also it's going to take a lot for you to give up that player, right? Well, also, all teams now know they're trying to move him, and that does diminish, I think, the return that you can get. Again, I think they get a, a decent return for him. They're not going to take him for pennies on the dollar. But also, I think fans keep in mind that because he's basically going to want out and he's not going to get the money that he wants, I think the bidding for his services aren't going to be as high as maybe we think it is or should be for a player of that pedigree and caliber. I think the most important thing is you need to get at least two, if not three teams bidding. Because if you do that, I think you can maximize the return. If it's one team, you're probably in trouble. But if you can get the Devils, the Senators, and I don't know, one more team involved. And they're all like, oh, yeah, we really want him. And now you can go, Bill Guerin can go from team to team to team, right? Yep. But, yeah, if it's one team, excuse me, I think you're right. A little choked I, up I think thinking about right. Kevin there, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, I'd no, be choked it's, up it's on this me. episode. I'm choked and... up thinking about this season. I'm choked up thinking about the second round of the playoffs that started <laughs> and the Wilds home again. That's what I'm choked up about. I'm pissed off about it. But, yeah, so I think that I think you're going to get a really good return if you can create a bidding war. Mm-hmm. I think if you can't create – a bidding war, it's, yeah, I, I would definitely agree. If it's one team, you're going to get a nice return, but you're not going to get what you expect. Now, the one thing I will say is when it comes to negotiations, Bill Garrett's done a pretty good job. It yeah. feels like he's done a pretty damn good job. Yeah. So uh, he's not going to get fleeced. Uh, part of the problem with the Devils is that they, because of their uh, success once again in the lottery, they're picking second. They're not going to, I don't think, give up the second overall pick to get Fiala. Now, they've got prospects like, what, Dawson Mercer, who they might. Um, and so if you could go to the Senators, and because you would almost certainly ask for the seventh pick, from which I think is is a realistic ask. But when it comes to the Senators, if you could get them involved with the seventh pick on the table, the Devils with a couple of prospects or a prospect that you really, really like, I think that there's a very good chance that you'll be pretty satisfied with the return. And keep in mind, too, because of the three years of salary cap held, Declan, the other thing that's so important is you need to get a good young player or draft pick for cost control. Correct. Like, Correct. that's absolutely imperative here. You're going to be battling against this cap, which, you know, the cap went up, what was it, by a million for next year? Mm-hmm. It, it was going to be flat, and then I think they decided to move it up. But, you know, the the reality is this. In this league, is is the cap going to skyrocket in two years? I would guess no. Probably not. So, you know, that that's the thing. In football, it skyrockets. So it's like, okay, the cap's low this year. Well, it ain't going to be low next year. Um, Hockey is not the same. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, the Wild actually have picks, I should say, in the first five rounds, six rounds of this draft. Despite all that wheeling and dealing they did, they actually still have draft picks in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, which is actually very impressive. Um, I think one name... Uh, or one name and one situation to keep an eye out for if they were to trade with Ottawa, who has, yes, the seventh um, overall pick in the draft. Number one, I wouldn't be surprised that's a pick swap. If they say, give us Kevin, give us the seventh, you can take the 22nd, you can still get a first-round pick, that could be something. And a player I would look at, um, if I was Minnesota, as someone that can kind of bridge the gap as a player is less than Fiala, but you still get someone that's impact player is Connor Brown. Um, Connor Brown actually came on with the Maple Leaves about five years ago and had a really good rookie season, scored 20 goals. 
um, since then has kind of been not the same player, but um, but had 39 points last year. He's 28 years old. He is under salary uh, for $3.6 million the next two seasons. So he's cheaper than Fiala. He's a lesser player than Fiala, but he's not some slappy. Like he can, You could plug him into the wild, and you should probably expect 15 to 20 goals from him. So little little pin in that. If they are to go to the Ottawa Senators, look, just recklessly speculating here, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pick swap and maybe even a guy like Connor Brown coming back. All right, so we started with Kevin, but let's go into a game of will he stay or will he go? Because there are several guys. Uh, Fiala being traded goes a long way towards at least not making your salary cap problems as bad, Declan. But there's a lot of names here that I think uh, some of whom are under contract for next season, some of whom aren't, that I think you got to look at here. I think you got to look at them either because of salary, because of play. And look, make no mistake, the end of the season, the playoffs were a bust. Like, totally. how they lost was a total bust. Um, I, I told you at the start, or heck, I told you well before the playoffs when we knew they were going to play the Blues, that if the Wild lost to the Blues in a long series, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be disappointed, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked. But seeing those last three games when they got swept was inexcusable. How they played, I never saw that coming. I didn't. I mean, we were told, and in the regular season, it was true. This was a different team, different mentality. Parisi and Suter were gone. I mean, Bill Guerin flat out said, I'd do it again. I would cause myself salary cap problems again uh, to clear those guys out of the room. And in the regular season, it worked out perfectly. We got to the playoffs, and it was deja vu. So... Let's go through this. I will throw out a name. You give me your thoughts, okay? Okay. So we, we both agree. Fiala's gone. He's like, gone. there's probably just no way to keep Goose him. Goose is cooked. Yep. All Good right. Term. Next name I'm going to throw out. And this is not because of salary. This guy has paid $3 million per through 2024-25. Recently signed an extension. Jordan Greenway. How in love are you with Jordan, who I still think disappears for inexcusable amounts of time for a guy whose game is predicated on not disappearing. I would say I'd be pretty surprised if he was moved. Um, he was that. just recently signed. Unless a team comes calling and is like in love with his game, I don't think the Wild are going to be dangling him by any means. I know what you mean. He's When he's on and when he's skating really hard, He's a, yes. he's an effective player, and I like the energy, and I love the size that he brings. Yep. The problem is, is, even when his game is at its peak, it's it's to me it's replaceable. It, it it's I, I I'm not in love with it. Um, it's it can be catchy and fun to watch when a guy's that big and skating that hard, uh, and and isn't afraid to throw the lumber around. But in general, I'm not in love with his game. I'd be surprised if Garen dealt him. If I was running the Wild, I would I would not have signed him to that contract. And I probably would have tried to deal him this summer. Um, but I think Garen does like what he brings mostly. And I'd be pretty surprised if he was moved from the Garen and the wild side. I agree. I would be surprised. That being said, here's what worries me. It took about th- two or three, two and a half games or so for Baruby, the Blues coach, to figure out how to beat the, how to beat the Ericssonek line. Um, and Greenway, I'm with you. Uh, he... 
I watch him play, and I think to, to myself, this guy should be going 100 miles per hour all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his game. And he does, what would you say, 30% of the time? 40%? Right. It's not 50% of the right. time. So, yes, I agree. He's not going. I don't think he'll be traded. That being said, it intrigues me. I don't know that I think, and I guess my, my questions are also partially based on this. I don't know that I think he is a winning playoff player. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, yes. Like, I like I don't know in that in, in a series where I need him to, like, that Blues series was made for him. Absolutely made for him. All right, next name acquired for uh, Sturm near the trade deadline, makes $2 million, uh, in 2022-23, and then it will be an RFA. He centered the fourth line. Tyson Jost, who I've seen Russo speculating could be moved, mm-hmm. not for certain, but but if they choose to go in a direction to try and uh, recoup some of their salary cap room, Tyson Jost could be on the trade block. Your thoughts? Uh, I would not like them to trade Tyson Jost. I, I think actually there's more to his game. Um, he played well in that fourth line role, and he was buried in Colorado in a similar situation. Um, I want to see him get elevated minutes. Um, I want to see him, if they moved Kevin Fiala, I would like to see some of those minutes delegated to him. Um, And to be honest, I'd rather roll with him as a third-line center than I would Frederick Goudreau. I know the team wouldn't. I'm well aware the team would not want to do that. I want this guy in the top nine. There's something to his game more. He's a first-round pick. He's 10th overall. I know that the trust in Frederick Goudreau is immense, but... Personally, I'd rather see Tyson Jost. I'd, I'd, and he's under contract for two more million dollars. He's an RFA after next season. But I would personally like to keep him around. I think Russo speculated, if I'm n- not mistaken, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I think he speculated that the second line minus Fiala might be uh, Goudreau moved to wing, Rossi at center, and and then who who's the other, Boldy? the other wing? Yeah, Boldy at the other wing. Which also leaves Ryan Hartman at first line uh, center, which, by the way, for for me now is a non-starter. I do not want to your point about who's playing where. I do not want Ryan Hartman on opening day training camp, first line next season. Mm. It was, uh, I mean, he was, you know what? He had a great pop up year. He was really, really good, but the playoffs exposed him. And I mean, this is all about the playoffs. Like, if this is all about what Bill Guerin said winning it's all about the playoffs like you have to be doing everything you possibly can to gear up for the playoffs um and so i don't know what rossi's impact is going to be certainly immediately next season but uh yeah like i like where you're going as far as ideas for names being different places because well i think hartman 1000 percent with especially with his salary has a role on this team i do not think it's back between Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Uh, two things on Hartman. Um, I would be pretty surprised unless they received a first-line center or acquired some first-line center via trade or free agency of some sorts. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if he was not the number one center next season, on opening night at least. Uh, I, I, know what you, I know what you mean. But the other side of that would be then this team should probably be looking towards like capitalizing on that value and moving him right away. Like, if he had this career season, and I know he's signing, he had a great, look, he's only under contract for $1.7 million the next two seasons. That's an awesome steal for a guy that scored 30, 30 bleeping goals. Right. Um, right. But I'd be pretty surprised if they moved him. 
But the playoffs, he, he was awful. Yes, I agree with that. He was awful. He was right. terrible in the yeah. playoffs. I, I don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to trade him. I think his contract, because it's so low, o- almost mandates he stays. Because in their cap uh, current predicament, it's great. But yeah, the playoffs. If this is truly all about getting to the playoffs and being successful, Ryan Hartman is not. I, I have to be careful how I say this because I do think he is a winning player. As a first-line center, he's not. Like, come playoff time, all I care about is what we saw Yep. in those six games. I don't care about December. Like, that's all great. That's all, oh, man, that was fun. He was good. But the reality is this. If we're going to assume, and I'll play along with this, if we're going to assume that the room was greatly improved, which I do think it was, like, I do think that there's there was a chemistry here, then the issue becomes this on the ice. So it's not like petty jealousies became a problem. Um, And in those six games, we saw the deficiencies on the ice, which is almost great because now that enables you to, to make moves with that in in mind. So it's not like Ryan Hartman has to go because he's a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's a hardworking guy, but I just don't want to see him back between a superstar player and a guy in Zuccarello who is, you know, Again, bad in the playoffs, but he's good. He belongs on that line. Hartman does not. I agree. Nick Delorier, UFA, would love to be back. Loved it here. <laughs> uh, he made a million dollars last year, and he was scratched, I believe, in game six, too, wasn't that? I don't, I don't think he drew into the lineup hurt, in game supposedly. six. He was, he was scratched. Yeah. Supposedly hurt. He was not. He had no role in that. If scratch. he wants to come back on a vet minimum, okay, come back. Um, I don't mind what what he brought during fourth the regular line. season, but yeah, he's he's a fourth line body that that probably also isn't going to play eighty two. He's going to draw out of the lineup due to his uh, due to his lack of ability. But um, right. I would bring him back, but like on a vet minimum. Like I I, I like the energy. And I thought he was a funny funny guy in the locker room, but um, he's thirty one years old. You right. shouldn't be necessarily prioritizing bringing back guys north of thirty in free agency when you're in cap hell either. Here's why I'm out. Okay. Um, because I think that you can, one, he had no role in the playoffs because guys don't fight now. I like the fact that he is a presence, though. So, like, you're probably going to give me less, you're, you're probably going to give my guy less crap because of his presence. That being said, though, you can get th- these guys at the deadline every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I really liked about this team early on, it felt like Declan, was this. Every line, including the fourth line, had speed, like was athletic. Um, They didn't bog things down. They could play at pace, which for a long time, this franchise had no chance. So I would say that while while I see see the reason in certain situations for a Delorier, I think you can get one. And I would prefer to give a younger, faster player a fourth line chance throughout the course of the majority of the season. To Makes sense. That player. Yes, I I hear your logic there. I I like him, but uh, but I'm definitely oh, not gonna. Yeah, I'm definitely, and I think I think Garen likes him too. And Garen would have given up a fourth round pick, I believe, third, to get third round pick, a future third, like two thousand twenty for for, uh, for basically a goon. Yeah, so a little bit of a surprise because I thought on the on the surface I ripped that trade just because. I knew the player of who he was, and I, I guess I good chemistry guy. Like, yeah, I like the room, like what he did guy. in the room, and that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. 
I could see him coming back, but definitely don't break the bank for him for sure. Nick Bukestead, who was scratched basically throughout the playoffs. Uh, they clearly are not in love with his game. Um, actually, what I thought I thought game? at times he. I know. At times he looks good. I know. I thought at times last year he was really good. Um, I think he's gone. Um, you can and he made look. He made nine hundred thousand dollars last year. Could they bring him back in in, in a similar figure? Sure. Uh, but I think he's gone. Defensemen are next, but before we we get there, I want to talk about Declan. How guys like you and me can play defense against bad boxers, bad long johns, and there's a very simple way. It's called chill boys. Chill boys are what? I mean, boxers, fantastic. Long johns, unbelievable. You wore your your long johns to the Winter Classic, which was miserably cold. Oh God. And we're how comfortable? Very comfortable. I had no problem down there. My feet were the only thing that, that kept me cold. But luckily, no. my, 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 my boys were, were nice and toasty. And now that it's summertime, I have the performance brand on when I'm hitting the golf course and either putting balls in the water or chipping off uh, and duffing a shot off the green. Uh, I have my Chill Boys on, and I love my Chill Boys. They're a Minnesota-based company. Check them out. Chillboys.com. And you know what, Declan, too? My Chill Boys, they fit well now. They fit well. They're not all tight. And I'm not as fat, and that is because of my friends. Well, I mean, it's true. At, at Livia Weight Control Centers, they've helped me drop 40 pounds since September. And here's the best part. I'm still working with them because they're, they are helping me do the one thing I have never done. I've lost weight a million times in my life, but I have never actually maintained the weight loss. They are helping me do exactly that. And now they want to do the same for you. The new Simple Start Plan, only $59. You get one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person. So if you're outside the state, that's absolutely fine. You can zoom in, do a consultation. They're a team of experts, dietitians. Heck, I call them coaches. They are fantastic. There's no guilt. If you gain a pound back, you gain a pound back. You know what? They're going to help you lose too. Uh, You go to 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Call that, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Start the weight loss today. I'm going to tell you right now, not only is this, is that possible, but it's also very gratifying to lose the weight and keep the weight off. All right, on to the defenseman. Let's start with the big one. Matt Dumba, uh, due six, $6 million in 2022-23, uh, and then scheduled to hit unrestricted free agency. He has a 10-team no-trade list, uh, but I think the assumption has been if there was ever going to be a case to be made that they were going to try and keep Fiala, Dumba is almost certainly gone. Your thoughts on Matt Dumba and whether he'll come back next season? I think it's split. I think it's about a 50-50 right now as how my gut looks at it. Um, I think they like his game more than Fiala. They like him in the room a lot. He's an alternate captain. Um, I agree. There's things about him that management... Uh, really, really likes. <clears throat> I think the only way, actually, I think what what sways them moving him is, is it, it, it is a cap issue. It's a cap issue. He's making six million dollars. He's a UFA after that season. He's going to be due for another big payday. I don't think he's going to be able to get more than six million dollars un- unless he just absolutely explodes for a career year. And still, do I want to take the chance that he's again not fooling us? But is he going to be able to replicate that in, in future seasons? I think the reason they move him is for cap reasons. Now. You know, we were calling for Kalen Addison, and Kalen Addison, I thought, um, is still has a bright future. 
I think Garen maybe hasn't been in love with his development, even though he knew him in Pittsburgh and they got him in the Jason Zucker trade. Um, I think the reason they would move him is for cap reasons. I don't think they'd move him because his game has stalled out or not what it what it should be at. I think they really like his game. I think the biggest reason they'd move him would be to clear up six million in cap space. That would uh, then also give the Wild about twelve million, just as it stands right now. Um, twelve point three, thirteen point three, excuse me, million in cap space if they moved Matt Dumba. That's valuable money right there. Um, so I, I unfortunately think if they move him, it's a cap reason. I don't think it's necessarily a performance reason. The more I think about this too, Dex, I think this also comes down to a question that's probably going to be taken to Dumba and his his reps uh, in the coming months, and that's this. What will you return for? Because the salary cap hits actually, or, or the penalties, for Parisi and Suter, actually get worse in the next two years. After so they're this, bad yeah. in 2022-23. They jump up and get worse in the next two years. So I think Dumba has a very good chance to stay if he's willing to take a reasonable, probably team-friendly contract. Um, if he says, oh, no, I'm going to try and break the bank, he's probably gone. Uh, because at some point in time, somebody's got to go. I mean, trading Fiala certainly helps, but that doesn't clear up the entire problem. And so. I think if he says, you know what, I love it here, I'll play for less here, that's cool. What did you think, just quickly, of him, uh, of us finding out that he played through, what, a broken God. rib, a dislocated rib, and a, and a punctured lung from that late season, regular season game in Nashville, missed the final 10 games, but then said, I'm playing in the playoffs. He did. He clearly couldn't shoot. Um, I thought he, like, dislocated his shoulder. Worst than that and a punctured lung is not god not an injury to be trifled with <laughs> no um i'm mixed on this one and look i don't blame him like i mean good for him for but i don't know if that's the best thing for the team to have a guy who's clearly i mean he he worked his ass off and i know the advanced metrics of his playoff performance were complimentary i i'm sort of torn here though personally yeah, that, and again, that's where I think <laughs> you saw the advanced metrics and his expected goal for it and, and goals for it in general were, were solid and he was on the ice. But there there was nothing about his game that was like that exciting offensively in in, in the postseason. And again, I, I think there's things about his game that traditional fans and, and a lot of maybe casual fans look at like replace him, get rid of him. He doesn't shoot the puck anymore. He just throws around his weight. He makes dumb mistakes. They kind of look at him as in, in the same realm as Fiala sometimes with those goggles. Um, but eh, I I think him playing through that injury, that it's a warrior mentality. I love it. Good for you, dude. But at the end of the day, that guy couldn't shoot. Like he, right. he could not shoot at all. And that was because of the injury. And I think in general, you need that guy to be somewhat of a force for you on your power play and slapping on more shots. And I, I think he's a solid player. I think the only reason they move him, though, is for the cap reasons. And he has hurt a lot. Yeah, he's missed like, games. He's got to be breaking down. Mm-hmm. He has hurt a lot. All right, next uh, guy from the blue line, a guy that I thought was a great addition throughout the course of the regular season and then the playoffs game. Dmitry Kulikov has an eight-team no-trade list. He's due uh, $2.25 million in 22-23, and then a UFA. I thought he was a really nice addition throughout the course of the regular season. Um, his playoff could not have been worse. I think I'm done here. 
Uh, I think he stays. Um, number one, also, like, how did Dmitry Kulikov get an eight-team no-trade list? Like, uh, who's his agent? Who, who the hell I've orchestrated got, that? I've got six teams. You got six teams you're not going to play for? Stella's got 12. Stella's got 12? All right, I'm open. I'm not going to handicap a, myself. Limited um, no-move clause yeah. for Stella. The uh, unlike a lot of Wild fans, I don't mind watching Colorado, so I can I can go to Colorado. I could go to St. Louis. doesn't well, matter to me. Colorado's fun to watch. Or exactly. Mean? I think he's back. If they move Dumba, um, I think he's back. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I They'd spread they out his minutes, Matthew. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think in general he's still back next season. There's not really a need to get rid of him. Yes, his ceiling is kind of not that high, but um, I think you know what you're getting them, and I'd be pretty surprised if they moved on from him. As the kids say, "I'm good, dog." Um, Jordy Bedden, UFA. Bye bye. Goodbye. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's easy. No biggie. Goodbye. Thank you, Jordy. Okay. All right. So this also comes back to. To a large extent, X, the the status on the roster of Dumba and Kulikov, but a guy whose name you brought up, Kalen Addison, uh, he is due seven hundred ninety five thousand next season, and then he is an RFA. He's a guy that played in playoff games a year ago against the Golden Knights. Uh, basically, was forgotten about, and and you must be right. Garen must not like how he has developed. Do you think that he gets? a legit shot next season and and because if he doesn't I think he's probably traded. Yeah, I so he's been an awesome player in the AHL. He he's played in 18 NHL games, gotten the three playoff games last season. Um World Juniors kid. I think he gets an great opportunity stash. to play. Yeah, great, great, great mustache. mustache. Great mustache. So so who's so who's gone do you think if if he's going to get a chance? Dumba. I just okay. I, I think it's a I, okay. I if they moved him I I I believe he gets he gets the opportunity. Gotcha. Um He's accomplished Power everything play. there is in the AHL. Like there isn't really much for him to accomplish down there. More something happened, right? Yeah, like something must have happened this season they didn't like. And I think uh, if I can make a case that he's their most tradable prospect that could get you something back in return. You know, I, I they're not going to move sure. Boldy. They're not going to move Rossi. Um, he's that next guy that you could throw in a package to get you something of of substantial value in in return back. So I, I personally think he's here. And from the cost perspective side, it makes even more sense. Um, if he can be diet Matt Dumba with making literally six to seven million dollars less than him, we'll yep. sign him up for it every time. So I, I think personally that he's back next season. Last guy, I want him back because he's a character acquired at the deadline in the Kapokakinen uh, trade. Defenseman Jacob Middleton, who is an RFA. Um, I, I will say this, Declan. I want him back. I liked him. Big presence. I don't know he's a first-pairing guy. Hmm. Full-time. Um, and he, he was obviously put with Spurgeon on the first-pairing. I don't know that he's a first-pairing guy, but I do think he is for sure a guy who can play uh, top six and play consistently. I uh, liked him a lot. Yeah, I like him. I was him. wrong because I ripped him. At, I said his first game was bad because it was. Yep, he's back. Um, be very surprised if he's back. I think he is for right now, a top-pairing defenseman. He was playing with Carlson in San Jose, too. Um, I think there's still a little bit more to his game. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if he's your top-pairing defenseman. I, I think he's a solid player. Um, there's probably even more to him. He's a, he's a main priority to get done. And I don't think also because he hasn't played a ton of games, um, I'd be pretty... He'll come su- back at a reason. Yes, he's, he's going to get a... a, a reasonable for reason. sure, he'll get a, a little bump in pay, but... I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if uh, if they moved on from after acquiring him in the trade. He'll be back next season. 
And just to be clear, too, playoff-wise, you need far more from Spurgeon and Brodeen. So, so like, we're not glossing past them. They're not being traded. They're totally safe. That's not the point. The point is, I thought both of them in the St. Louis series were incredibly disappointing. Yeah, they were. And I'm sure they were beat up. Everybody is. But that was one where, like, their playoff performances will not suffice. Like, that's not just, uh, oh, man, they didn't play that great. No, they have to. All right, um, let's move on to the last position group of guys. Will they stay or will they go? We move on to goaltender. And let's hear uh, Bill Guerin's quote about Marc-Andre Fleury's potential return to Minnesota. Bill, will you try to resign Marc-Andre Fleury? Yes. And regardless, I guess, of how that pans out or whoever your second goalie is that you bring in or sign. We want them both back. How, well, does, Cam's that, under how contract. does that affect Cam's status? Will it doesn't unchanged? affect it at all. No, I think, guys, i, I got to be honest with you. With situations like this, you guys make more of it than we do. It's really not that big of a deal. There's no controversy. There's no drama. It's, you know what? We like both goalies. We like both people. We want them both back. And you know what? We think we can be successful with both of them. First of all, Dean looks like the bouncer for Billy. Like Dean looks like he's just menacing. He's got the he's got the artwork. He's got he's just jacked. He looks like it's like hey, you get out of line with your questions. Dino's coming for you. Uh, all right, so thirty seven, taking it year to year now. Mark Andre Fleury acquired at the trade deadline from the Chicago Blackhawks for a conditional draft pick, which was going to be a first if the Wild uh, made it to what the conference finals and Flower won enough games. That didn't take place. I think now it's a second-round pick, correct? Mm-hmm. Second. Second-round pick? Yep. Okay. Marc-Andre Fleury, do you think he's back after what Bill Guerin said? I think he is back. Um, it's certainly not a lock, but I, I think he liked his time here. He doesn't like change with his family. You know, like he, he clearly is, is thinking about his post-retirement life, and good for him. There's really not much more of it for him to accomplish in his career. Um, mm-hmm. I think he is back. I think he's back at a reasonable deal. Um, I wouldn't mind him mentoring, you know, the, the next wave of goaling, just being that little stopgap option for the wild before Jesper Walsett makes that climb. Um, I think he's back. I, I do think he's back next season for the wild. I think the only way he's not back, and I think it's a long shot, is if Pittsburgh calls him and says, come back. Because I, I think his goal was to get back there. Um, but I think the people that brought him in are largely gone now. So, yeah, I think if Pittsburgh doesn't call, and my guess is that they won't, that he's back here. Um, Cam Talbot. Uh, I don't. Not happy. Not pleased. Well, I should say Kelly Talbot. His wife was not. Cam and the team clearly trying to put a happy face on the fact that he didn't get used till game six. You think Cam Talbot is back next season? <sighs> I, I don't think so. Um, I just don't. I I like Cam's game a lot. If they re-sign Flurry. Um, I think then he's gone. Um, you can find backup goaltenders all over the place. You know, you you, you really can. Um, so I think he's gone. You could even make a case there could be a straight up goalie for goalie swap if he went to another team. Another team gives you back another goaltender. I could see that happening as well. Um, hmm. I think if Flurry's resigned, he's gone. Uh, you can and also even though he's making decent money, um, I believe yeah he's making three point five million. Uh, 3.6 million, excuse me, for next season. Mark Andre is probably going to make a similar. I know he made six technically throughout the year. The Wild were on the hook for half of it. 
Um, he right. that that number probably comes down a little bit for next season because he's up there in age and just you don't you're not going to pay a 38 year old goaltender five to six million dollars anymore. But I right. think if you moved on from Cam, I think you can find another backup goalie out there. I really think you can. So and Wallstead's going to be up here at some point. Yep. Like oh, that's yeah. the thing, and it's going to be an eventual transition. Now I'm not saying next season because it's almost certainly not going to be then but yeah there's going to be an eventual transition to Wallstead in goal and I do think that he very much is their long-term guy there at least in their minds I think Cam Talbot's gone um Bill Bill can say all he wants about you you guys make more of it than we do um and about the tweets that got deleted by Cam's wife Kelly but look what she tweeted is clearly how how he felt and it's how they felt um, and I don't blame him. Like, yeah, you're mad, but to try and be like, and you know, Cam was like, well, I was mad. I was pissed off. Of course I was. But you know, I think the reality is this. I think they're going to put a priority on trying to bring flower back. I think that they like him. Bill likes him a lot, Wh- whether it's a mistake or not. I don't know. Um, but if they do that, they're not going to want Cam as well. And so, yeah, I think, I think Cam's gone and I'm going to give Kelly Talbot credit and say what she tweeted. Yeah, she's mad and that's great. But I also think that there was probably a lot of truth about how her and her husband felt. So I'm with you. I think he's gone flowers back. Wallstead in a year or so is the guy eventually. And uh, the goaltending sorts itself out. All right. We are, you know, there's no room for petty bull. Play that anymore. But no, now the there Talbots, is room the for it. That they was, didn't do anything. That was petty you know, BS. I don't blame the Talbots. Kelly Talbot, oh, thank you very you? much for telling the truth. Thank you for telling the truth. I'm giving Kelly Talbot credit. You know what she did? She came clean. She told us what, what she and Cam thought, and I don't disagree oh, with the, the fact that, that that that's not, you know, don't, let's not BS. try and, let's not try and minimize it. It's They're the upset. They have a, it's the definition of petty anyway. BS. Anyway. Well, that's okay. Anyway. BS is how the Wild played in the first round. Uh, we're done. I'm Juddie's Declan. Declan? Yeah, pass shoot score. Right? We'll, we'll be back yeah. again. We'll be back in. The offseason's not done. I think this goaltending. Oh, no, we're not done with the show. And I think the goaltending conversation is another conversation on a on another lead of an We'll be back next too. week. Yeah, we will. I, I say we do one next week. We will. I mean, we can talk about the playoffs if nothing else. The, the abs are good, man. Are they yeah, fun they are. to watch? All right, man. Pass shoot score. Goodbye. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.